United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Government troops and Russia-led militia in eastern Ukraine appear to be preparing for an escalation in fighting. International monitors warned on Tuesday amid Kremlin condemnation of Kiev's new legal stance on the grinding conflict. That's a story out of the Irish Times. Let's get perspective from Bill Taylor, who is the former ambassador to Ukraine from under President George W. Bush. He is the executive vice president at the U.S. Institute of Peace, tweeting at USIP and joins us. Bill, welcome back. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Tim. It's good to be back. Is this a surprise to you? Well, the surprise is the report that uh, there would be Ukrainian massing of troops uh, uh, on Ukrainian soil. Um, What probably prompted this was a law passed by the Ukrainian parliament, the RADA, uh, that names Russia as the aggressor. Now, that shouldn't be so dramatic. I mean, Russia has been clearly the aggressor since uh, 2014, Um, uh, coming up coming up on four years. Um, So the law is is kind of internal arrangement uh, that allows the military rather than the uh, security services, than the intelligence services, to be in charge of the defense of the country, defense of Ukraine against the Russian aggression. Uh, So it's uh, surprising to hear anyone suggesting that the the Ukrainians are preparing to to defend themselves. I mean, they are defending themselves, but they're defending against, against the Russian aggression uh, in on their country, on their soil, um, and they are the, the Ukrainians are working to find a way for the Russians to leave their soil. Are they more prepared now than a few years ago to push back the Russians? They absolutely are more uh, capable than they were several years ago. So under the previous president, uh, the Russian-oriented president, Viktor Yanukovych, who under pressure fled to Russia, um, the the Ukrainian military was allowed to deteriorate, and it was in very bad shape um, uh, at, under him. Um, and the Russians took advantage of that when they invaded Crimea and annexed Crimea, illegally annexed Crimea, and they sent their own troops into southeastern part of, of Ukraine. And Ukrainian military was not capable. Ukrainian military today, exactly as your question implies, Tim, is is very capable, has rebuilt, um, is is toughened, is hardened, is battle-tested, uh, really like no other uh, military in Europe, um, and is, is very capable now of defending itself. Um, it is not capable of going one-on-one against the Russian army. And no Ukrainian, no European, no Russian expects that to happen. And once again, we are speaking with uh, Bill Taylor, as executive vice president of the U.S. Institute of Peace, former ambassador to Ukraine. Uh, the United States, the White House had, in uh, at the end of last year, approved some lethal weapons being supplied to Ukraine, I guess some Javelin anti-tank missiles and things along those lines. Number one of those there. And number two, should that be the extent to which the United States tries to aid Ukraine? Uh, number one, they are there. Um, uh, they are, uh, if they're not there on the ground, they are en route there. That decision has been made a long time in coming. 
Um, and number two, no, that is not the main way that, that the international community, and particularly the United States, uh, should be supporting Ukraine. Uh, we should support them diplomatically, politically, like uh, Ambassador Kurt Volker is now. Kurt Volker is actually consulting in Kiev this morning with, uh, uh, with President Poroshenko um, uh, in preparation for an attempt. When, when he's going to sit down with his Russian counterpart in Dubai later on this week. Uh, in an attempt, again, to find a way for the Russians to leave Ukraine. Um, so our support ought to be along those lines, diplomatic lines. We also ought to support them as they fight corruption. Uh, the Ukrainians know they have a big corruption problem. Um, they need international support. Uh, they need political will, which they have to provide um, in order to fight that other battle. Uh, but there's a broad range of reasons um, and, and ways, mechanisms, for us to support Ukraine, which we should do in our interest. Bill, I would like to get your take on something that the vice president, former vice president Joe Biden had said yesterday. He was speaking to the Council on Foreign Relations. This was more along the lines of Russian interference in the elections, but his take on the administration's plan to understand and push back on anything Russia does. Here he is yesterday. I don't know of any system-wide analysis being going on within this administration. So what the hell are we doing? It's like, well, yeah, they're doing something out there, but let's keep moving. I, I, I don't I really don't get it. Now, again, he was speaking specifically of elections in that case. But I wonder, is it your sense that this administration is taking more of an ad hoc approach to instances that need to be handled, that, that it is not really part of any sort of broad strategic scheme or plan uh, that they are reacting to what Russia does? What's, what's your takeaway on that? Well, it's very interesting, Tim. Uh, both the national security strategy and, and the national defense strategy that have been released over the past several weeks identify the two biggest concerns on the part of the national security community and the, uh, the defense community, the Pentagon. Uh, the two big concerns are China and Russia. Um, now that is a big change um, from from previous times, where where last administration terrorism was at the top of the list. Well, China and Russia are at the top of the list, so so Russia is at least number two um, in terms of the threats that uh, the national security community in the U.S. government and the Defense Department um, in our in our defense posture is focused on. Um, so that focus, I think, is is new and is welcome. It sounds less of an emphasis when the president speaks, though. Maybe it's almost as if not that he hasn't read it or anything like that, but it's almost as if he wants to de-emphasize the official stance sometimes because of the way he the rhetoric he uses in reference to Russia. Uh, it's true. It's true. There are various messages coming out, but uh, but you have, as you say, he's clearly read these two documents, um, and these two documents are the result of a lot of effort, both um, in the National Security Council on General McMaster and from the Pentagon. So, and their clear focus um, gives one confidence that that uh, this administration recognizes the threat from Russia. Last question for you, Bill Taylor, and that is the perspective of Vladimir Putin in the past. Much of his action has been precipitated by or at least uh, pushed further by the economic conditions in Russia. Is he struggling to maintain leadership? Is he uh, maybe trying to once again reach forward to or reach out to, to, to add to the, the property, the imperial Russia, just because it would help him at home? What's your take on that? 
My sense is the economics in Russia are deteriorating, um, that he has big problems um, uh, that are caused by lower oil prices. They've come up a little bit, but nowhere near what they have been that he built his popularity on. Uh, so that's that's clearly a problem. And sanctions. Um, when he invaded Ukraine, uh, both in Crimea and in south uh, southeastern Ukraine, the international community put sanctions on that are continuing to bite, and indeed, I argue, are biting more and more each month that goes by. And I think he's, uh, Mr. Putin, has been surprised at the at the persistence, at the at the strength of the European commitment uh, uh, to these international uh, sanctions, and they're having a real effect on on him. And he's facing an election uh, come next March. So he's, he's got some reason to be thinking that this might, this uh, adventure um, in Ukraine uh, may not have been worth it. William Taylor, Executive Vice President of the U.S. Institute of Peace, former ambassador to the Ukraine. Thanks for joining us on POTUS. Always good to talk to you, Bill. Thank you, Tim. Good to be back. Don't forget the Twitter handle if you want to get a hold of the Bill via Twitter is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.